Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron. Hello, Internet. Welcome in to the Best Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Sitting next to me, as always, Aaron Brooks. Happy October 17th? Yeah. The day this releases? Uh, I feel like all we've done recently on these intros is talk about the weather, but the weather is really good right now. Well, yeah. There's uh, not a lot of days where we can talk about the weather and be like, you know what? It's really nice weather around here. Yeah. I got up, uh, I was up early this morning and it was cold. It was cold. It was like 40 degrees. It's great. I had the heat running in the house this morning. Yeah, we turned it on the other day. So it is, it's a beautiful time of year. Hopefully, if you're listening to this uh, as these are coming out in October, or maybe a little bit later, maybe you're into November, uh, you're enjoying the weather. If you're listening to this, catching up in the summertime, just let this be memories of when weather was nice. I need to wish you a happy National Pasta Day, by the way. (laughs) Yes. Uh, As to you. Well, this could have been an episode, I guess. It but, could have. Uh, Put it on the board. Yeah. What's just quick hitter? What's your go-to favorite pasta? Um. Ooh, man, that's tough. Lasagna. Oh, okay. I, I love a good lasagna. Meaty. The ricotta in there. I I said ricotta like an <laughs> Italian would be very mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> just ricotta. Uh, we just we, we just recently made uh, a really nice homemade chicken Alfredo. Ooh, I like Alfredo a lot. We we like spaghetti, but we we've gotten in the habit of now we'll do like zoodles, so zucchini noodles. Ooh. See, we did the zoodles for a while. It just it doesn't it's, work. It's not the same. It doesn't. Nope. Uh, we did it a few times. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. The only reason we do it is because Lauren is not a big pasta fan. She she's not all, she doesn't usually get into to pastas mainly because they're probably really heavy. But I I like a good pasta. You got your uh, fusilli, right? That's a pasta. Yeah, that's a pasta. Uh, cavatappi, cavatelli, bucatini. Have you ever had bucatini? Uh, what what it, is it? It's like a spaghetti noodle with a hole in oh, the yeah, center yeah, of yeah, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like those a lot. Yeah. yeah Sauce gets trapped in there. Uh, rotini. Macaroni. Shells. Cavatappi. <laughs> it's like a corkscrew pasta. Uh-huh. Man. It did. is also, though, and I feel like this is the bigger holiday. It's a National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. <laughs> so <laughs> how, how, don't let that day pass you by, people. Do you keep your desktop pretty tight? Or do you got icons everywhere? Uh, you're, you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I I try to. Mine's not that far off, uh, but yeah, yeah. But if you're like me, it, it it grows on you fast. Yeah, and and about once a week, every other week or so, I've got to go in and start deleting stuff and moving stuff to folders and cleaning it out. Well, I, we've is, we've talked a lot about Apple. I love the fact they introduced stacks. Oh yeah, I feel like that really helped uh, just to be able to you know throw things into one stack on the desktop. Yeah to really help keep it clean. Well, now that we've obviously today, we're talking about movie vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> Unless you looked at the title. 
I mean, they could have cheated. Mm. Who but, looks at titles before they listen to something? I do. I mean, occasionally I'll just have some just autoplay, but like when I start my day listening to podcasts, I like to go you through make and, intentional yeah. decisions about what you're going to. I'm like now, your, your holes. It's usually on the the show, not necessarily the episode. There's a couple shows that if it's you know if there's certain topics I want to hear more of, I'll, I'll click on that. So if you intentionally clicked or tapped on this episode, wanting to hear about this particular topic, thank you. Let us know in the comments. Leave a review. <laughs> this is the early plug for this, by the way. Uh, we would love to know what you thought about this episode. Stay around for uh, the middle part of this episode. You'll hear some of your feedback, and that's where we do this kind of stuff. So let us know. Okay. Uh, Should we just jump right into it? Before we figure out which one's the best thing, we have to talk about all the things. It's time for The Thing About The Things. Do we want to hit some of the ones that aren't on this list first, or do you want to do them at the end? No, I'd say do them at the end. Okay. So, uh, like we've been doing the last few episodes, we've, we've got a, a list here, a listicle, that we're going to kind of go off of together. We're going to alternate back and forth on which ones we talk about. Uh, but then we, we got to looking at the list and realized there are some, some, some pretty good ones that got left off, so we'll mention those at the end as well. But today's article comes from yardbarker.com. Are you a frequenter of this site? <laughs> uh, I am not familiar with Yard Barker. <laughs> I'm not either, First honestly. time I had uh, seen this. Uh, this came across my, I think it was my TikTok or my Instagram feed that somebody just put like, the, they said, these are the three best movie vehicles of all time. I was like, oh, that'd be a great idea for an episode. So I li- looked and tried to find as good a list as I could find to kind of go off of, and that's where we landed here. So uh, you want to give us uh, number 24 on this list? Yeah. Uh, it is the Black Pearl mm-hmm. from Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, 2003. There is uh, the Black Pearl. This, man, was there a bigger movie franchise pre-Avengers, pre-Marvel, than the Pirates of the Caribbean? I, I don't think so. I still love this franchise. It's great. I, I've got my fingers crossed that that maybe somehow we can get one more movie in this now that uh, hopefully everything is behind. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Because uh, they were going to make one without him. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they canceled him and said, we're going to move on with the franchise with somebody else. But now that... that he's basically been cleared of a lot of the things that yeah. came against him. Kind of jumped the gun on him there. Yeah, right. But he has said he's not going to do it. I know. We've we've got to get him back though. Yeah. No. You, it, it is it is unimaginable to think of this franchise oh without Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He he made pirates cool again. Yes, a hundred percent. With the swagger that he had, the the charisma, the I mean, he was just really fun. It was the role he was meant to play. Every time I watch. This first film in the franchise, I come back to thinking to myself, I feel like this may be an underrated movie. Especially the first one. The first one is great. He is so good in it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the who doesn't know the Black Pearl? No. I mean, it, of course, the massive, massive pirate ship. Um, 
and the whole movie was the curse of the Black Pearl, right? Like, uh, yes, the ship was cursed thanks to its crew stealing 882 pieces of Hernan Cortez. Aztec, did you like that, by the way? That was that was wonderful. Uh, his Aztec gold, and by the end of the film, the curse is lifted, and the pearl is returned to the command of its rightful captain, Jack Sparrow. Oh, so you have heard of me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it made it made appearances, of course, in every film after that, pretty much. Uh, which was, was 2017's Dead Man Tell No Tales, was that the last one? Um, or have they done one since then? No, I, th- I don't know. I think that was it. You're going to make me sound dumb, though, on the internet. <laughs> really good at that. Yeah, we're, we're experts. Uh, but, you know, as much as I love this franchise, I, 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 I don't know the last time I watched it or if really? I obviously kept up with the latest ones. I, f- I feel like after those first, like most franchises, after the first couple, it starts to, you either start spinning your wheels a little bit or you, you lose a little something. It gets an 8.1 on IMDb. Curse of the Black Pearl? Curse of the Black Pearl. And I feel like that's... Uh, I'd go 9. Yeah, I would creep toward 9 also. I think I could, if I, I'd give it 8.5. If we were doing a, a, a list of the best movies of all time, I feel, and we were going 25, I feel confident it's in my 25. Really? And I think it may be higher than that. Wow. It could be top 15 for me. Really? I mean, it's such a watchable movie it, over and over and over again. It's got a great soundtrack. Like oh, the yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, they just did a great job with that. And it, correct, I'm not a, I'm not a Disney nerd, okay? I'm, I'm not a Disney World or Disneyland person either. This was based on a ride that existed already at Disneyland, right? The Pirates I, of the Caribbean, I want to say, was already a ride. Okay. I could be wrong. Don't come at me, Internet. But I, I think that was an existing ride, and they adapted the ride into the movie. Maybe somebody can let us know. Yeah, let us know in the comments. Um, number 23 is the RMS Titanic from the movie Titanic. Also from history, the, the <laughs> Titanic. Wow. Yeah, we laughed when we saw this list because, it's a, it's, yes, it's a movie vehicle, but it's also a real-life vehicle. So I guess our ground rules... I mean, we're going through their list. Right. So I guess we're having to play by their rules and not our rules. Man, I, I, we do it. It's our podcast. We do it whatever so we want to. Are we in agreement that the vehicle doesn't have to be fictional? Sure. Why I not? mean, I was thinking fictional vehicles. I mean, I think know, we're going to lean but, that way for sure. But. Okay. I mean, I'm, I mean tr- I'm trying to think of any other scenario this would come up. We, we some friends, we had a very in-depth conversation just recently about the Titanic and really? its and its voyage. So it's kind of interesting that now we're sitting here talking about it. <laughs> but what we concluded was had the Titanic not sunk, would anybody know about the Titanic? <laughs> it would wouldn't it, wouldn't it just That's be another great ship? Point. I think it would be a well, was it the largest vessel at the time? I mean, it 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 was obviously Great for there, what it was. There was another one called like the Olympus, wasn't it? It was actually was it bigger or just slightly smaller? Because there was like if again, one of the best things we do on this podcast is operate from nearly zero knowledge. No knowledge. Thing. We just talk. But I feel like there was twin sister ships. One was the Olympus. One was the Titanic. You're thinking of the twin desks <laughs> from the Resolute in National Treasure. <laughs> 
everything on this podcast from Aaron either comes back to National Treasure or The Office. It all roads. It's like six degrees of separation. <laughs> How do we get back to those two things? I mean, I, yeah, I could be wrong on that, but I, that's a great point because I, I, I don't, I don't think we mentioned it. I think maybe it's a footnote somewhere that, oh, by the way, the largest ship at this point in history was the Titanic. But you know, I've seen those images of the Titanic. Uh, Photoshop next to images cruise of cruise ships today, and it's just like they just dwarf. It is so small in comparison. So yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think we ever mention it. At it all. was the largest ship afloat at the time it set sail in 1912. Okay, 882 feet and nine inches long. So the ship itself, in real life, um, Obviously, is a is a point of conversation. It's something that people have gone to. James Cameron, I think, is obsessed with it. Well, have you watched the documentary where they've done the dive yeah. in the last few years? Yeah. back down. That was it's more fascinating to yeah. me than the movie. <laughs> I only recently, in the last two or three years, actually saw Titanic. Oh, really? I mean, I was kind of like, what's the point of yeah. watching Titanic? Kind of like the movie about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh boy. Oh, I liked Lincoln. I hope there's no spoilers in it. <laughs> Warning, spoilers ahead, the Titanic sinks. Um, what you didn't want to see, was it Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, their love story unfold? It, Jack and Rose? Yeah. It's been 84 years. Um, I mean, there's okay, a, so what, as a teenage boy, there's one scene in that movie. You yes, know, I'm I know. Just saying. I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what was your conclusion? Would the average individual, just not, not the nerd, so... Like, would you know the Titanic today? No. Would you have known that, oh, the Titanic in 1912 was the largest ship? I don't ship? even know if nerds would know about it. Like, I, I you just... You would have to be like a ship nerd. Right, yeah. Like... You'd have to be a very special kind of nerd. Because like a, with every new ship that has come out, they, they get that same kind of fanfare. There wasn't anything extra special about this ship other than it sank. It, is, it was supposed to be the unsinkable ship. The unsinkable ship, yeah. But even if it didn't sink, every ship after that would have been claimed as the unsinkable well, this ship. Is the, this is the, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, I agree. I don't. I think it would have been lost to history had it not been for what happened to it. Of course, the movie itself was massive. 1997 won 11 Academy Awards, $2.2 billion at the box office. Uh, was the breakout role for Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, of course, there there is the ongoing debate: was there enough room on that door? <laughs> uh, it seemed like it to me. <laughs> it it did seem like it. Yeah, there should have been enough room, plenty of room. All right, number twenty two, the bus, <laughs> not Jermaine Bettis, who, play, who played for the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers. Oh, yes, that's a great reference. Uh, but the bus oh, from the movie Speed. In 1994, with Sandra Bullock and uh, who is this guy that has hair? It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, with no hair, <laughs> he looks like a, a Sasquatch compared to this this photo from Speed. Now, uh, this was the bus. I know I've seen the movie, but they had to like drive it at a certain speed, right? There or was, was it going to blow up. Yeah, there was a bomb on the bus, okay. and it had to stay over 50 miles an hour, or the bomb would explode. Uh, so they had to drive through, I want to say, I don't think it was, it may have been San Francisco, but they had to drive through this city and just, they had to, they had to stay over 50 miles an hour. So taking corners, dodging through traffic and 
it was a good movie. Like the the sequels. The, I don't know oh, if there, there was, was more sequels. I don't to know it? if there was more than one. There was one on a boat. Like they had to do the same thing with the boat. That's. <laughs> That seems less intense, like because the we're out here on the lake. The ocean is we're a big place. <laughs> like it's easy to avoid things. Well, tell the Titanic that <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got number. Well, before we move on from okay. the bus, would you? Does it deserve to be in this list? Is, do you think of this bus? When you think of iconic vehicles? Yeah, I mean, I think it should deserves, it be higher or lower. I, it's not going to even kind of close to making the the bracket at the end, the final eight. But like, I think it deserves a sp- a mention. Is I, it is it in the right spot or should it be higher or lower? Uh, I pr- I think it's probably pretty close to where it should be. If I don't think it should be any higher. Okay. If, if anything lower, but I think twenty yeah, it should be lower is a, is a good spot for it. How do you put the Titanic and the Black Pearl well, behind it? So I have problems with the order of this list completely. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we're going to mention that are way out of order uh, from what I would put them. But I think I've, for for that one, I think that's a good spot. I, I would move some things around. But I think no matter how we shuffle things around, I think 22 is probably good I just kind of want to keep track as we go through this because okay. I, I want to keep moving the Black Pearl up. Yeah, oh, I agree. Until I, we find Black where... Black Pearl it, definitely needs to be higher. Yeah. Number 21 is the Mutz Cuts van from Dumb and Dumber. Now, you talk about an iconic vehicle. Seriously. Like, if you don't know what we're talking about, just pull over to the side of the road and Google it right now because this is an <laughs> iconic van. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it is a van. Is it a van? It's a van. It's a van. Uh, it looks like a dog, so it's got, like, shag carpeting all over it. It's got the little tongues. It's got the got the black nose. <laughs> the floppy ears. ears. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh... So this is from Dumb and Dumber in what year was it? 1980. No, uh, 1994. 94. So Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. I mean, that was such a good movie. The, I, I was not a fan of really any of the sequels and even the remake that, that Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels did recently. Okay, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's better than the, the, the one they tried to do with some other people, but the original Dumb and Dumber was great. It was... The epitome of stupid 90s comedy. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's it's an iconic vehicle. Don't forget they traded it straight up for a scooter right. during the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, an 84 Sheepdog is what they call it. Was It, it was a Ford Ecoline, okay. apparently. Okay, yep, a van. Uh, so, yeah, the giant... <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> It has the giant dog leg that has to be lifted up to fill it with gas. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that too. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, it's so good. Uh, Lloyd refers it to it uh, uh, as the shaggin' wagon. Uh, it is probably most well known from that one scene where they're all in there together. And uh, hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, higher or lower than 21 oh man it's got to be higher I think right it's got to be higher yeah I, I i can't see it being any lower but i think it's got to be higher number 20 jurassic park explorers yeah ford explorers if i remember i guess that's why they call them Explor- yep, yeah yep that makes sense how much do you think ford paid to get those in the movie i i don't know and I don't know when the Explorer came out, but I feel like this has got to be back pretty early on, or fairly early on, I would think. 
Um, I know they were iconic. I remember having like a Hot Wheels of the Jurassic. Oh wait, park car. Yeah, it says it on here. Uh, something you say. A total of seven explorers were gifted by Ford to Steven Spielberg for use in the film. So they didn't have to to pay anything. They just had to pay the cost of of four Ford Explorers. Wow. So I guess that saves saves budget for the uh, the film, and they get some free cars out of it. Yeah, these were the autonomous. These were autonomous cars before That's autonomous cars. Self driving. Yeah, yeah. So you saw them in the movie. I think this is a little high for them. What? No, 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 no. You don't no, think no, this no. is a little high? No, 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 no. These are top 10. Really? These are top 10 cars. Wow. Yeah, they're way up there. Who doesn't know the Jurassic Park car? And in the, the last movie, Dominion, have you seen it? I haven't seen it You yet. haven't seen the most recent I was going to, and then you poo-pooed on it. So I was, oh, it's, I was it's, like... It's a, it's a garbage movie. <laughs> trash. Absolute trash. Terrible. They ruined the franchise. Wow. Ending it the way that they did. Um, I absolutely hated it. Terrible movie. But wow. they do have some of the uh, the iconic cars, uh, if I remember right. They kind of bring back this design in some capacity in that movie now that I'm thinking about it. Is it the updated Ford Explorer? <sighs> I, I can't remember. It was such a bad movie. I don't remember that much <laughs> about it. I wanted to watch it again, but Peacock makes you have premium to watch uh, it. And I'm not going to pay Peacock because it's Peacock? a trash streaming service. Yeah, Peacock is, is we need to we need to revisit the streaming wars at some point. Yes. Because we haven't done the streaming wars with the bracket format. No, we haven't. So we, need, we haven't. We need to bring that back. Uh, Peacock definitely but yeah, is at the bottom of the These list. are recognizable cars. They deserve I to agree. be much higher than number 20. Top 10 I worthy. About, I don't know about top 10 worthy. You might be able to convince me 15-ish, but 10 seems high. Number 19, I, I think we can both agree this may be too high. Uh, yeah. Number 15, on the or 19, sorry, 19 on this list is the Magic Carpet from Aladdin. Now, magic carpets are, are notable, but but the one from Aladdin, it's got a personality and stuff. But when you're talking about movie vehicle, I guess it qualifies as a vehicle. Yeah, it is transportation. But, but I think it's a little high. If I had to sit here and list out movie vehicles, I probably would never think of this. I wouldn't either. If it wasn't on this list, I wouldn't have thought about it. There are other Disney franchise vehicles that I feel like should be on the list. That would be more iconic and better than this carpet. I agree. Yeah, but Aladdin came out in 1992. This is the animated version. Uh, I'm guessing they 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 surely had a magic. I don't even remember. They had a magic carpet in the the live action version. I watched it and I can't remember either. But I don't think it was anything special. All right, number 18 on the list is the Mirthmobile from Wayne's World. I think this is too high. Also, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, recognizable, kind of. I, I, I think the movie yeah. itself lent itself to. I mean, the, the vehicle itself is just a. It's a 1976 AMC Pacer with flames painted on the side. Um, so I, I think it's it's worth noting, but I think it's I think it's a little too high. Uh, 17 on this list. This this is this is definitely when it comes to cars. This is an iconic Ooh. car in movies. Uh, Cameron's dad's Ferrari from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Uh, for for the longest time, I had not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and it was it was a point of contention with my friends, and you were probably in that group. Uh, so I I just watched it maybe five years ago. It's the first time I ever saw Ferris Bueller. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's a 1961 Ferrari 250 GT. 
California Spider. I mean, it, it's a it's a sweet car. It's a nice looking car. I am not a gearhead, but I can appreciate a nice looking car. Of course, this is where uh, he, you know, Ferris Bueller. It's Matthew Broderick. He's a teenager at this point. This is 1986. This is the same year I was born. This movie came out, and you know, they they needed they needed transportation for the day. Yeah. So they took it out, and the whole thing was you got to get it back in time before he got back from work, and. So, what eventually happens to the car, though? Do do you? Yes. Yeah. Ben Stein. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say friend of the podcast, but <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't. You know, we, we exist. I interviewed him. Oh, that's right. I feel like he could be a friend of the podcast. Uh, if you will remember, he that. came to Cersei. I forgot. Uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah. And he went on national TV a couple days later and said that if he was moving anywhere in the United States, Searcy, Arkansas, would be on the top of his list. One of the newscasters asked him this question, and he said we had the best the best Sonic that he'd ever been to. <laughs> really? So, and we had a lovely conversation. It was incredible getting to interview him. Uh, I would love to see if we could get Ben Stein on Dude, the podcast and make re- him a friend of the podcast. Yeah, you got to reach back out. Yeah. You need to make that happen. That would be great. He he is probably he probably has the most famous scene in that movie. <laughs> yes, and it's a just he is not in that movie very long. No, but just hearing his voice go Bueller, Bueller, <laughs> yep, is iconic. Yep, uh, and the car to back it up. All right, number sixteen. Okay, yeah, uh, way too low. Way too low at number sixteen. We're talking about the DeLorean. Do I even need to say the movie when you mention the DeLorean? No, everybody knows what movie this of is. Of course. Back to the Future. Yeah. When I think of famous movie cars, I think of the DeLorean. Yes. That, that's the first thing that pops in my mind. It, it would probably be in my five that pop into my head. Really? You don't think it's the first one that comes to your mind? Nope. Nope. Wow. Something else. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just... Uh, I watched, uh, we mentioned this, I think, recently on, on some, well, it was last last week's pod when we were talking about Christopher Lloyd. Uh, I watched Back to the Future recently, a few weeks ago, or a month or so ago, and, uh, man, it holds up. And, and just the car itself, you know, I, I've heard, I, I've I've watched documentaries on Back to the Future. I've watched behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, I'm, I love Back to the Future. And they said they were trying to find, uh, you know, in the movie, Christopher Lloyd says, well, if you're going to build a time machine, why not make it with some style? Like some, right. some pizzazz. Uh, but they were really just trying to find something that had cool, some cool features to it. And the doors the of doors. the DeLorean just make it yeah. make it special. Well, you said you watch documentaries. Why do you think people are obsessed with the franchise? I think partly because time travel is interesting, and this is really one of the first super blockbustery movies that kind of established time travel and and had some stuff with it. Uh, I, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of culture around it. It was the '80s, so things you know had a had a certain feel and a vibe to them. I, I don't know why there's so much attention toward it, but I I'm here for it and I get it. And what's the most important part of this car? Oh. The flux capacitor. The flux capacitor. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, man, growing up, I, I would try to recreate a flux oh. capacitor. Anytime there was something with a little Y shape that, that lit up, I'm like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got I to gotta work this in somehow. Love it. 
uh, number fifteen, way too high on this list. How the how the DeLorean is behind it. This is blows ridiculous. Pee Wee's bike from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, nineteen eighty five. I would like to go on record, October seventeenth, two thousand twenty two, and tell you that I have never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Really, you've never seen it? Nope. And uh, I'm going to continue to keep that streak alive. Well, this is a Tim Burton movie. So that explains so, some of it. Pee Wee Herman and Tim Burton. That's two things that I don't want to see. No, uh, I, I don't. I, I don't necessarily. I don't get all the the Pee Wee Herman love. I, I just don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not attractive for me. I don't quite get it. Uh, but hey, if you're a Pee Wee fan, then you probably love where this this one's sitting at. Uh, there is a bicycle that I want to talk about later when we get to our own things that have been uh, forgotten in this list. Okay. And I would like to replace this bike okay. with that bike. You want to go ahead and replace it right now? Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, let's just Any of these we don't like, we'll just replace okay. it with something else. I would move this down, way down, but I would replace this bicycle with the witch's bike. From Wizard of Oz. Oh. I think that's a better bike. Okay. And I think people remember that bicycle more than Pee-wee's Big Adventure bike. Okay. I could, yeah, I, I definitely think that's more worthy than this one. The bike I thought you were going to go toward was from E.T. When they're when they're riding oh, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, in the silhouette of the moon. I I would put that bike. I would put the, the, the kids from... Elkins, Indiana, in Stranger Things, on bicycles ahead of Pee Wee's yeah. bike. Yeah. Uh, okay, number fourteen. Oh, this is another iconic vehicle. And again, I think it's too low. It's very, very much too low. Is it? Is it me or is it you? It's I, me. I think it's you. Okay. Uh, it is the Ecto One. <laughs> yeah. Great horn. The 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor from Ghostbusters. Yeah. Man, it's it's that time of year to watch Ghostbusters, too. It is the time of year. If yeah. you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Ghostbusters? You mean the, the, yet this, this year? year? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is time. Like, really, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 were great. Ghostbusters 1, way better, but 2 is also good. You got the Stay Puff uh, in there. Uh, in, in the second one, the 2016 reboot. Hold on, no, not the 2016 reboot. That one's terrible, and I I refuse. In October 17th, year of our Lord 2022, uh, refuse to ever watch that one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, but that, there's a reboot of the reboot, there right? Is. Well, it's it's less of a reboot and more of a, a a sequel. Okay, I would consider this to be Ghostbusters three. This is with Paul Rudd. Uh, one of the kids from Stranger Things is in it. Oh, uh, I think it's Mike. I haven't Stranger seen Things. it. Uh, it's really good. They, they do watching? service. Yes, there's some there's some fan service. There are some characters from the original Ghostbusters that make an appearance. Uh, it's super good. But the Ghostbusters. I mean, this was this was an old. Was it a fire? It was, car? It was like, an ambulance. That's right. It was an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, that they they took over, repainted whenever they were moving into the. That is funny. It was an ambulance, and they used an old firehouse. Yes. That's why I got those confused. So they, they took over an old firehouse and refurbed an ambulance. Does the car appear in the newest? Yes. Okay. It does. In the same condition, or has it been changed? Same condition. Okay. 
Yeah. So no, a no spoiler plot of the movie is that there's a family that moves into an old house. The old house actually belonged to uh, one of the Ghostbusters uh, a long time ago, and they uncover this car. And that's kind of how the whole thing kind of unfolds. So uh, Ecto-1, classic. I mean, it's, it's tricked out with a whole bunch of stuff. The iconic, uh, the siren, you know. Yes. It's just the whole thing. I mean, just it's Ghostbuster season, baby. It's time. Okay, number 13. All right. I wanted to. I made sure that I found a list with this one because I think this is even too low at number thirteen. I would say so. I think this is probably a top ten movie vehicle, uh, or in this case, a series, a TV show. Uh, the A Team Van from the A Team, nineteen eighty three to eighty seven, which I guess it was a movie later on too. They made a movie out. They of did. It. They did. Uh, yeah. So when bad stuff was happening in the eighties, like the A Team rolled up, and that van traveled everywhere to go make it happen. Um, what was his famous catchphrase, Mister T? Yeah, I pitied the fool. Yes, I, I was, I was, I knew it wasn't. I kept thinking, "What yeah. you talking about, Willis?" And I was like, "It's <laughs> not that one," but I know it's got to be something. Yeah. No, you had uh, you had Hannibal Face Man, which was just face, uh, and then B. A. Baracus is who Mister T played. And, uh, of course, they're former U.S. Special Forces who kind of went rogue and said, you know, we're going to handle handle these situations on our own. They remade it uh, with Liam Neeson and Bradley Cooper in 2010. And that was a pretty good movie. It was pretty decent. I didn't have any problems with it. No, I remember watching it thinking it was decent. I think, um, I think some people probably hated on it a little bit, but... I had the A-Team van as a Hot Wheel. I uh, did also, yeah. I may still have it. Um, I'm planning to drag them all out yeah. very soon. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I have saved those over the years. That's the only problem that with, with all my toys. I, I'm, I'm going to yep. be limited on which ones. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm going to try to force some on her, but like, <laughs> uh, I don't know well, if she's going to love all the ones that I have. I will, if you have any Legos, I will gladly take any Legos that you have. <laughs> I'm going to play with Legos. What are you talking about? Uh yeah, A team. I, I think that would you say a top ten? Yeah, for sure. Uh, number twelve. I don't know. I, I don't yep. know if we can speak much to. Yeah, it. it's Christine from Christine. Yeah, this is a Stephen King film or a book turned into a, a movie. I, I some people may be furious with us uh, on YouTube or in the comments or something. I don't know about this. Was that a intentional pun? What I didn't even know. It, I made it's a, a it's a nineteen fifty eight Plymouth Fury. Oh, yeah, no, see, it's a very sl- sweet looking car here. It, it um, is a very nice looking car. I don't. In my book, it's not number twelve. Can I interject at number twelve then? Sure. How about Lightning McQueen? Yes. <laughs> There's one that Disney should have in this list. Yeah, not the Magic Carpet, but right. Yeah, Lightning McQueen and Tomater. Oh, Tomater. Yeah. He may be he may be better for me than Lightning McQueen. He definitely was more popular, I think, especially yeah. early on. He was funny. He was funny. He was the funny one, which was voiced by Larry the Cable Guy, right? Yes. And Lightning was voiced by Owen Wilson. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I would I would put those in this spot instead of Christine for me personally. Number eleven on this list is the Griswold family station wagon from National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, this is iconic. This is great. 
I, I think it's still low. We're getting closer to where this should be. I feel like this is right. In, it's in the right spot for me. Mm. Do you watch Christmas Vacation every year? Yes. I don't know. The, okay. But there's another probably more, more famous one in Christmas Vacation that I'm just going to scoot alongside this. Cousin Eddie's RV. Oh, yeah. In Christmas Vacation might be a little bit. As far as that one specific movie, it gets more screen time. I feel like them the, the station wagon because they're at their house, so they're not in the car as much. That's true. But for vacation, you know, this is. Which, uh, did you guys have one of these station wagons? Did no, you have the wood I, panel. I always wanted to have one. We did have a wood panel minivan, yeah, uh, for a while in the early nineties. I always wanted one of the station wagons. I always thought they were so cool. Yeah, we we had one for a hot minute when I was growing up. Uh. Those station wagons are, are just iconic. Why do, why don't we have station wagons anymore? I don't know. The the crossover and SUV thing craze has kind of I guess replaced them. I guess so, yeah. But Dodge came out with the the Magnum, which was like a Dodge Charger and a station wagon version, right? And that was kind of the only station wagon that's that was out there. Yeah, I feel like somebody may have brought a station wagon kind of back. Well, you know, Jeep brought the Wagoneer back. Yes, and so you see a couple of those if you're willing to pay nearly like they're they're a hundred grand plus. I mean, but there's some of those that have the wood paneling stuff on them. Yes, and, and I love it. Really, I love I the wood I'm paneling a fan of it. I like it. It's it's such a a, a really cool callback. Um, every time you see that or hear National Lampoon or Vacation, I think of the song Holiday Road. Like it just gets stuck in your head. Holiday Road. It's it's great. This I car can't. went through a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, it did on this trip. Uh, what was the what was the theme park they were trying to? Get? It was Wally World, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Which we're 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 closed. Yeah. Which growing up, I always called Walmart Wally World. Same. I can't. I, yeah. Every time I think of that, that's. I assume it was a play on Disney World. Um, yeah, it had to have been. Uh, number 10, I think it's yours. Okay, this is one that I know is probably popular with a lot of people. It's not for me because I've never watched, uh, really, but uh, a little bit of this, a couple episodes. But uh, the car from Knight Rider, the Hoff, Kit, yeah, David Hasselhoff, 1982 1986. Uh, you had a Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, mm-hmm. those were really cool back there in the They're very cool in, in that time. Uh, I I would like to see, because Pontiac's gone. Yeah. It feels like this could be some sort of car. I don't know that GM could bring back, uh, but I know the Trans Ams are really cool. Yeah. I, you would have to have, so, they, they rebooted Knight Rider. Did I, they? I want to say in like the 2010s, um, but I don't know what vehicle they used for it. Do you know what? Uh, of course, you're probably you're looking at the same article. Have you have you seen what Kit stands for yet? No. You want to take a, a guess? It stands for something. It does stand it's the, for something. Is this the name of the car? Yes. So Kit is the name of the car, and it's an acronym for uh, Night in the Trunk. <laughs> you had the first word right. Night. Uh, Night it's- Industries 2000. Night Industries 2000. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a yours was better. <laughs> is this night in the truck? 
Is this an iconic car? Yeah. It is? Yeah, it's top 15 for sure. Uh, I, I what think, was special about it? I mean, it's just, is it not just a Trans Am, though? No, it talks. Like, it's a smart car. Like, it has a personality. Oh. It, it's like Ultron from Avengers or Jarvis. Like, it, oh. it, 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 it was like a James Bond car where it could do cool stuff, but it, then it talked back at him. Oh. He could say, Kit, do this, and it would go do that. So it was... It had a mind of its own. Okay. So, yeah. See, I, that would have been helpful to have known. The, <laughs> the coolest thing for uh, on on Kit for me growing up was that the, it, you know, of course, it had the, the Trans Am he- headlights that flipped up. Yep. But then it also had this little red beam that when, when, when Kit would talk or when it was thinking or something, you have this little red light that goes back and forth. Inside the car? No, on like uh, right there. Oh, right there. Oh, yeah, uh, in between the headlights. Yeah. Uh, that indicated, you know, it was a smart car. Oh, um, so that was always in you. Know, and I think I, I feel like in my memory, there's some promo. I don't know if it was from the original or the remake, or like it's like a darkened room, and all of a sudden you just see that little red bead go back and forth, and the headlights come on. I feel like maybe this should be around twenty. Really? I mean, I don't know but, anything. But you, about yeah, it. it's it's kind of hard when you've when you've never experienced it. So I I think it's a definitely top fifteen. I, I think ten is pro- for a lot of people. Ten is a great spot for it. Really? Yeah. What's number nine though? Uh, Magnum's Ferrari from Magnum PI. Yeah. Were you a big Magnum PI fan? Uh, no, no, not not big. Yeah, I've definitely watched some of it. I recognize the vehicle. Yeah. I feel like this is probably a little high. I mean, it's. It, I mean, the show ran a long time. Is it the only car that he drove during the entire series? Yeah, I, I believe okay. so. I, I mean, I guess if a show runs for eight, nine years, and you've got the same car in it, and it's that well-known of a show, yeah, I could see it being a top 10 car. It probably wouldn't make my top 10. No. But I ain't going to be mad at anybody. No, if you put it up here, uh, of course. Magnum was played by Tom Selleck, famous mustache. Yes, probably one of the most famous mustached men. That could be a whole. Oh, it could. No shave November episode coming up. Yeah. Um. Mm, I w- I would say he's a top five famous mustaches. Uh, maybe him and Burt Reynolds. Another good one. Yeah. Number eight. To me, this is a really iconic car. Yeah. The General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard, just some good old boys. Uh, I always thought it would be so fun to go riding in this car. Oh man, they made it look fun. They did. I didn't go anywhere. Uh, and that this car is the reason I always wanted to own a Dodge Charger. Oh yeah, and I finally got one. You did. Uh, and then <laughs> how that, someone how that in my family wrecked it. <laughs> And I just recently wrecked a, uh, I wrecked my parents' Dodge Charger. Well, it wasn't my fault. Somebody hit me and it totaled it out. It is not destined for the Brooks that like, have chargers. Do not have Dodge Chargers. <laughs> you do not need these. Um, well, this Dodge Charger was a 1969 Charger. Uh, like a, it was orange, right? Yeah. This this picture makes it look like it could be orange. For some reason, I was thinking it's red, but the picture is orange. It had the Confederate flag on top. Uh, the number one zero one. Watching them, you know, just jump in, it's in like the car. Every episode, there was a jump in that car, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> they love just flinging that thing around. And uh, they, they had the, 
the doors didn't open on it either. That's they, right. They were welded shut. So they would climb through yeah. the window to get in it. I always thought that was really cool. <laughs> Which is a tr- probably a tribute back to NASCAR, old school NASCAR yeah. days, right? Yeah. This is, I mean, that's what I thought of. So for me, this was always an iconic car. Uh, it's, it's at number eight. Yeah. I'd probably move it up a little bit in my list. But I think it's top 10 for sure. Yeah. As just an iconic. Wasn't there some, I don't know if it was controversy or not, but like it went on sale. Somebody, uh, some country star, somebody bought it, didn't they? And they took off the Confederate flag on top and that caused a stir. I remember in the last few years, something about the flag being removed from the top of it or something. I don't remember all the details, but that does sound right. I mean, I, I get it, you know, but at the same time, Signs of times and cultures past. It's iconic. It's not like you're driving around everywhere. It uh, says throughout the seven seasons, the general was portrayed by somewhere between 255 and 325 different cars. Hmm. Interesting. So there's a lot of those that were in the series out there. They probably are not drivable. Probably not. <laughs> they probably got destroyed. Probably not. Uh, whose turn is it? Uh, let's see. I think it's mine. Okay. Give us number. This is a top five vehicle. Yeah, th- this is, this one's up there. But the, this list is number seven. This list is number seven. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Star Wars, 1977. This is, uh, this is, this is one of the coolest looking things. Oh yeah. You got it on your, look at that. How I've, fortuitous. I've got it on the shirt today. Uh, this is just okay. So it made the Kessel run in less than twelve parsecs. We all know this. Uh, we hope you know this. Yeah, it is a YT thirteen hundred F light freighter capable of reaching zero point five past light speed. Of course, according to Han Solo himself, who is the one true pilot of the Falcon with Chewbacca. Chewy. Um, I do like that they brought it back for the new the new trilogy. Yes, I did too, but it still doesn't feel right. <laughs> uh, let's let's just be honest. Let's 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 talk about Star Wars for just a second. Okay. okay, we we have to give the new trilogy its credit, but we also have to. I think they tried too hard with the fan service. This is one one instance where. They were trying to give people what they thought people wanted. Would you would you agree with that statement? That Disney, when they took it over, they were trying to give the fans what they thought the fans wanted instead of probably what the fans really wanted. Yeah, I th- I think that's a good way to say it. Um, and I didn't want what they gave us. <laughs> I really wanted to like what they were doing. And it just didn't work for me. And the the last installment of the franchise, they tried to redeem it. Yeah. And all they did was basically go back and retell Return of the Jedi. That's true. I, I don't know. I, there were just too many inconsistencies, things that just happened. I don't know. I, I still found, I, I still enjoyed them. I've gone back and watched them again, hoping I've watched some of them a couple times, hoping that okay, maybe, but no. <laughs> I still enjoy them as 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 movies, but if you're if you're a diehard 
I'm not saying I'm not a diehard, but I'm just saying like if you're if you're if you're trying to to make everything line up, it's just not, I don't think it's just going to happen. They should have. This is my opinion. They should have. You know, they have now done away with the Skywalker side of things. Yeah, they should have done that before this trilogy. Probably so. And it felt like they were going in that direction. You know, the the first the Force Awakens was the best of the three, and. They didn't do a. They didn't do a whole lot into the Skywalker side of things. Nope. And they should have just kept going that direction instead of again trying to give fans what they think the fans wanted, which is that tie that connection to. I think canon. I think Disney has done better with some of their spinoffs yeah. and their shows on Disney Plus. I have enjoyed those more mm-hmm. than the last trilogy. And hopefully they're learning from that, you know. I think so. Mandalorian and, uh, you know, because I think they, they're realizing, because you have Andor that's out right now, which it, I have not seen yet. It's incredible. But I've heard that's great, and Mandalorian are great, which are separate from the normal stuff. But then you look at Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan that have gotten a little bit of criticism. They have. And those are tied to the Skywalker trilogy, or yep. the, the, the Skywalker series. People don't like it when you start messing with the timeline or changing right. what's in the canon of the story. Yeah, is what you know upsets a lot of people. Or yeah. now that they're doing this, and it's just like there's complete disregard for what we did on all these other movies. So if you're trying to make it all fit together, that's where you end up kind of frustrated with it. Um, but as far as a vehicle, oh man. This is iconic. This is incredible. This is. this is amazing. It belongs on shirts. It deserves uh, all the accolades. And uh, you're right in what you said in our beginning of this conversation, and that is there is the one true pilot mm-hmm. is uh, Han Solo yeah. and uh, his sidekick, Chewie. Yeah, it's great. Number six on this list, I think is, I think, I think it's a little high. Is the nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety seven, the nineteen seventy seven Pontiac Grand Zam from uh, Trans Am? I can't talk. The Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. So we have another Trans Am here in the we top do. ten. Yeah, uh, I I think this one to me, which I've seen it, but I feel like it's more iconic than the Knight Rider one. I'm I'm familiar with this one. Yeah, which we we just mentioned Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, there he, he is. Here he goes. Uh, yeah, you know, this was, uh, this was great. It, I mean, yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say. I can't tell you the last time I watched this. I was probably a kid last time I saw this. Uh, so I don't know if I have a lot to contribute to the conversation here. The one thing that it did, and this article mentions that, is that it boosted the popularity of the Trans Am. Yeah, uh, it says that uh, sales of the Trans Am doubled in the two years following the film's release. Wow! I mean, Smoking the Bandit was such a huge it was blockbuster yeah. film at the time. Yeah. So if again, I'd like to know what kind of deal did they have with Pontiac? Did that's a good? Point. Did they get something? You know, because that obviously sent their sales through the roof. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and I think what what helped is it showed speed. You know, this car showed speed, always running and stuff like that. And so that helped, that probably helped boost sales a little bit too. All right, give us number five. 
Uh, number five is the 1932 Ford Deuce Coupe from American Graffiti. Yes. Uh, this was George Lucas's first film, wasn't it? Uh-huh. I believe so. I've never watched it. I haven't either. <laughs> I know it has Harrison Ford in it. It does. Uh, but I've never seen it. I have seen, I have seen this car. To me, it's it's not top five for me. Again, it's not for me either. I know there's probably a lot of people that are like, man, I can't believe you haven't seen American Graffiti. Yeah, it's such a iconic movie. It is, but, but I haven't seen it. Sorry, sorry, internet. I don't know. I, I look at these cars. I think these are very popular cars i had several of these again as hot wheels oh yeah just, just hot rod cars is why it's know, a great looking car you know just a a rat rod street rod whatever you want to call it yeah is there a car you would put in its place from your from your other lists i've got one yes i do have one that i would put in its in its place go ahead that is herbie the love bug yeah to me that is a top five car yeah i think Everybody I, I knows the put it in my top five. It's top ten though for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's super iconic. Everybody knows what that looks like. You got the the Volkswagen Bug with the with the pinstripe. Yep, and then the circle number fifty three. Yeah, on the side, and it talked. Yes, it had it had a personality. Didn't they do a cartoon of it at some point, or am I making that up mm, in my head? That that sounds right. Because I'm I'm picturing the the headlights coming to life, and or maybe that was from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That may be what I'm thinking of. Because I think, I think it made an appearance in cartoon form in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That yeah, it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen that movie. It's been a long time. Uh, one I would probably put in there also. If we're giving some some shout outs and moving some stuff, the uh, 1967 Shelby Mustang GT500, otherwise known as Eleanor, from Gone, Gone in, 60 in 60 Seconds. Seconds. Yeah, that is man, I love that car. Uh, then I would put right along beside of it the Mustang from Bullet that Steve McQueen drove. Oh yeah. Uh, it kind of set the standard for car chase movies. Yeah. And, I mean, Ford has made bullet editions of the Mustang. Mm-hmm. When, and I think of Mustangs. I think of iconic vehicle. I think of movies. Yeah. You see those in a lot of movies. Yeah. Okay, number, whose is it? Mine or Two. yours? Mine. Uh, number four. Uh, this is definitely top oh, five yeah. worthy. Uh, the Mystery Machine from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, 1969. And since, like, it has made an appearance in literally everything Scooby-Doo has ever done. The Mystery Machine, iconic, and you can smell it. <laughs> like, if you just picture this car. Absolutely. You can smell the inside of it. Absolutely. It's like incense and reefer and <laughs> old polyester. Yep. Uh <laughs> I mean, you see people driving around with vans that still look like this. Yeah. You know, they make them up to look like the Mystery Machine. Yep. It is iconic. It is. Uh, people for, uh, of all ages know the Mystery Machine. Yeah, the blue and green with the orange flowers and Mystery Machine on the side of it. It's with Scooby, Shaggy, Velma, Fred, Daphne, all of it. Uh, I, I think this was Shaggy's van, wasn't it? If memory serves me right. Like, this was his. 
I believe so. They just used it. It seems like it would be his. I was going to say, it, <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't, it should have been. Because it, it feels like, and I don't know, I think of Dumb and Dumber every time I see Shaggy <laughs> and I see this van. I'm like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Super iconic. Definitely top five worthy. Give us number th- three. Three. Yeah. This one is the USS Enterprise from Star Trek. Yes. Um, okay. If you had to pick between Enterprise or Falcon... Which one are you picking? The Enterprise. Really? Yeah. As far as the ones that are more iconic, I think that it is. Wow. I think more people know Star Trek, have watched Star Trek, than they have Star Wars. You think? I think. Wow. Just because you had the TV series that has had multiple spinoffs that have run since the 60s. Uh, It's true. Plus, you've had the movies. The Enterprise, I feel like, you know, is probably more iconic. It's it's slightly. definitely much more sleek. It's 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 it feels fancier. It's a lot bigger. It feels faster. I mean, this yeah. was something that people were. This is people were living in right. this. Yeah, you're I right. mean, this is a massive. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's out there. I would love to see a side by side, like a size comparison. Yes, I'm sure it exists. Uh, so you had this captain or captain by Captain James Tiberius Kirk and uh, Mr. Spock. Uh, who is you like Shatner or Chris Pine as Kirk? Shatner. Yeah, you got to go Shatner. And Leonard 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 Nimoy, Nimoy as Spock was was super iconic. Also, um, yeah, it's been in every film franchise. Uh, it launched in the year 2123. Can you imagine 100 years from now, we're going to catch up to when Star Trek was th- supposed to have taken place? Yeah. So you can imagine in 100 years, man, the the nerddom that's going to happen. They're, they're probably going to build a life-size version of the Enterprise for all the nerds on the anniversary or the, the birth date of the actual Enterprise. 100 crew member, 850 passengers. Uh, so you're right. It is a massive vessel. Uh, okay. You wanted this. Here's the nerdy info. The maximum figures for the Falcon, it can run on a minimum crew of two. The crew to passenger ratio changes throughout the Enterprise's seven-year mission. Uh, trying to look through here. Traveling speed. It can go... This is very difficult to, to translate <laughs> yeah, from they're, one. They're dealing with one thing to the I, other. I, I don't know. Here's here's the ship sizes. So this is what you asked about. There's the Millennium oh my Falcon gosh. compared to the USS Enterprise. So it's like wow. a little it's a dot. Spec. Like I think the bridge of the Enterprise is probably bigger than the yeah, whole Falcon. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Um I believe it's me. Here we go. Number two, the Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger. Anything James Bond drives, I mean, I think you could just couple this as just okay. James Bond's car. That's what I wanted to say was James Bond vehicles. Yeah. Go right here. The Aston Martin to me is the most iconic yeah. of them, but anything that Bond drove, mm-hmm. yeah. like uh, in, um, in the new ones, he drove an Audi, didn't he? Did he? He drove a I know few Audis, in, in, I believe. In um, Spectre, he drives this one. Yeah. He, he brings it, it back. They bring it back yeah. as they end the mm-hmm. the book on 
Bond. Yeah. Um, but and I was glad to see the gadgets come back, Inspector. Yes, uh, they were missing for for a couple of movies. And yes. I was glad to see some of them come back. Um, the spy who loved me, maybe there was the what? I've got it pulled up here somewhere. While you're pulling that up, I'm going to let you know some of the things that the the original this Aston Martin from '64 was equipped with. Uh, had spike strips, a smoke screen, revolving license plate, oil dispenser, ejector seat. Uh, it had guns in the headlights. It it just had everything in it, and they brought a lot of that back. Uh, so the Aston Martin was featured in Thunderball in '65, Goldeneye in '95, Tomorrow Never Dies in '97. Casino Royale, Skyfall, and Spectre. So it made an appearance in all of those. But I don't think it's the one he always drove, though. No, he, he drove a lot of things. Yeah. In in some of the movies, he drove BMWs. Yeah. Um, and he may have driven Audis in some of them. Uh, but the one I was thinking of was from The Spy Who Loved Me. It was a Lotus Esprit. Oh, yeah. And this was the car this that he the, drove it yeah. into the... Into the Ocean, lake, yeah. whatever, and it turns into a submarine. Yeah, that's. So, I thought it was so cool, just so awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. James Bond always had the coolest tech. Always had the coolest tech. Okay, uh, I'm a little jealous. You get number one on this list, but, but go ahead and take it. All right, number one. It's the Batmobile. Yes. Batman, and I would say inter- any iteration of the Batmobile is is iconic. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about. Was let can we can we just take a couple minutes and go through the Batmobiles? Let's take it. of the ages. Yes, to kind of decide which of these we think is the best. Because I think we would have to agree. I mean, we're going to go to bracket this, but yeah. I feel like the Batmobile has a really good shot at winning this I, thing. I agree. And are we going to have to be specific? Or can it be just eight different versions of the Batmobile in the bracket? <laughs> Let's see if we come to a consensus on this. Okay. Uh, do you have... I, I'm I'm looking at a article from Collider that ranks the Batmobiles. Okay. So they put the Man. Batman Forever Batmobile at number eight. Yeah, I don't. I don't even hardly remember that. One. I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the way that that one. No, they just tried, looks. They, of course, that movie was a dumpster fire anyway. The Tumbler. That's low. From I loved the Tumbler from Batman Begins and that trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. I thought this was a really cool I one did too. It was, it so was cool. a different, like an armored tank. Yeah, it was. It could just roll and tumble. It was a real creative way to approach it. Because remember, Christopher Nolan was trying to go for a little bit more realism. So he was trying to find something that, that would maybe have been practical for the military to use, and they come across it. So I think seven is too low, though. Way too low. Then you have Batman and Robin Batmobile. Yeah, again, they this were, is they this were, is cheesy. They were trying way too hard to do something that was unnecessary. Uh, from the from the nineties, Batman versus Superman Batmobile. It was good. I think five's probably a good spot for it. Maybe a little bit. I would. Low. I would move this to six. Really? I would move Batman and Robin to seven, and I would move the Tumbler to five. I haven't seen the rest of this list yet, but I might put the Tumbler a little further up. At le- I'm just saying at this point. At this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this one goes up. Tumbler comes to five. Yeah, yeah. At this point, absolutely. Okay. Number four is the animated Batmobile. 
You remember that one? It was that super long. <laughs> it looked like a limo. It did. <laughs> uh, so far for me, Tumblr, everything still shifts up. I, I would put the, the Batflex just ahead of this one. Yeah, I agree. Inspired by the Tim Burton Batmobile, it says. Yeah. Number three is uh, the Batmobile from the Batman that just came out. It was pretty nice. I think the Tumblr beats it up, but I think I like that one better than Batfleck. This, you don't like it, do you? I love it. Okay. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I have to put it ahead. I'm. I'm almost to the point where I'm going to say that three is too low for this. Really? Because this was just. I mean, this was just a bad car. I mean, this was it nothing was. special. You're right. They just kind of took a a muscle what car. Is, does it say what it what it was? It just says base car muscle car. Okay. Um, I was going to say like a Camaro or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, it just felt like a really I think gritty th- car for what was a gritty movie. From what I remember, I feel like three is going to be a good spot for that for me because I might put the Tumblr one above it. Number two. Oh, the Adam West, though. The OG. Yeah. And I uh, feel like it has to be up here in the top two. I think that you're doing a disservice uh, to the Batmobile. I mean, that car looks so cool. We it talked did. about it. Uh, it's on display in a museum somewhere, maybe in Tennessee, maybe Pigeon Forge. Mm. We discussed in a in a podcast uh, sometime. It was based on a 1955 Lincoln Gosh, Futura. Hard. That's hard. That's that is iconic. You're right. That's You're iconic. Right. Man, number one, yeah, the nineteen eighty nine Batmobile. That that that's hands down the best one. Do you not agree? Yeah, yes, I agree. I mean, that was just a sick looking car. Like, I I agree. That is, it's the nose of it. Is, the 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 hood is a little long, but. Man, I I vividly remember that eighty nine movie, that and they kept it for two for two movies. Yes, uh, it was it was just sweet. So I say that they got number one, two, and three correct. I would move the tumbler to four. Batflex to five. You're going to think it's sacrilegious, but I'm probably swapping the Tumblr you, with no, the OG. No, don't you dare. I, I think I don't am. Don't you dare I do think, that. I think I'm making the OG Why? four, and I'm doing Why? the Tumblr. At, at, I, How can you do it's, that? <laughs> it's a, it's just a personal preference thing. I just love I loved the Tumblr. Oh. When it came out, man, I remember, I remember falling in love with that as a Batmobile. I want to hear from the people no. that are... That are Bat fans, yeah. To tell us, I, I want you to tell us what your favorite Batmobile. Hey, you're is. not going to find very many bigger than me, and and I'm just that's just a personal opinion. I know it's probably not the right opinion, I, but I respect that. Newer is always I better. Just right? feel no, no, no. <laughs> I feel like this is too iconic, and that that's like that's taking a major dump on the OG oh, car. I don't know. No, it's to put not. It at no, four, to it's, put it it's at not, four, it's it not is. putting a dump on it. No. That was a major dump. Okay, uh, let's list off some of these others on okay. our honorable mentions, and we'll move on. I don't know that we really have many, much worsts. No, I mean I I can't think of of any. We may we may just skip the worst today. All right, give us give us some of your other ones. Uh, Bumblebee from Transformers. Yeah, 
I was disappointed that that didn't make their list. I was too. Or Optimus Prime. Yes. Either one of them. Or I, I mean, you got to include those. I mean, you can go buy a Bumblebee-inspired car. Oh, yeah. Anytime somebody saw a a, a yellow Camaro yeah. in the 2000s, you, you just called it Bumblebee. Exactly. Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. I think that's a that's a pretty iconic car. Right. And for me... And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would have to understand this one. But I think Andy Griffith's patrol car from the Andy Griffith would not show. I thought about that. Uh, where were we? We were in Colorado just a couple months ago. We're driving down the interstate, and I passed one of those patrol cars. Hmm. Uh, it was a guy, the, his bump, his license plate said something about Andy Griffith. Really? It I don't know what he did for a living. When we were in North Carolina a couple years ago, we went to Mount Airy where they based uh, Mayberry on. We did a tour around the town riding in one of the patrol cars. I think they're pretty iconic cars. Um, People my age probably aren't as familiar with the Andy Griffith show, but I think for a lot of people, that's a very recognizable car. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to, I've, I mentioned Eleanor already. Uh, you mentioned Bumblebee. I had that on my list too. I have never seen these, but even I know how iconic the Hogwarts express is from Harry Potter. So I think you have to mention that, uh, our, our Potter heads would, would just freak out at us if we didn't put that in there. And then for me, the F 14 Tomcat from Top Gun. Oh, Oh, that's an iconic one. Woo. And and like the Falcon and the Aston Martin, like they unveiled at the end of the new Top Gun as as this relic that, you know, all of us fanboys just went crazy for when it came out. Uh, so, yeah, those, those are the two other ones that I had to mention. We we didn't mention any motorcycles on this list. No, we, we sure didn't. Uh, there's got to be an iconic motorcycle. I'm thinking of, I don't know if it really had a name, but from a ghost rider, he, he rode a, a motorcycle. Yeah. Didn't Fonzie, Fonzie rode a motorcycle. He did. Yeah. We didn't mention a lot of, well, we mentioned, I guess we mentioned the Titanic as a boat. Okay. I want to, I want to, don't, don't look over here at my screen. Okay. I'm not gonna look. But I'm it gonna feels look. like we should play just a quick little round of what is the most common car to be seen in movies and TV. Okay. Okay. Uh, Somebody has put together all the statistics from the internet movie car database that keeps track of all this. Okay. If you had to guess what is the most popular vehicle in movies and TV shows? Um, the most popular vehicle, just like any vehicle. Yep. What is the one that is most commonly seen and used. I'm going to guess a Toyota Camry. No, it is a Ford Crown Victoria. Oh, because of police cars. Probably and stuff. police cars. It has appeared in over uh, 6,800, almost 6,900. Wow. Uh, number two. Do you know what number two would be? Man. Number two. Well, based on that, man, now I'm not sure. I want to say uh, an F-150. Number two would be a Ford Mustang. Oh, man. Out of all the car uh, if you're talking like makers, a, yeah, if you're, do you know which maker has the most cars 
or vehicles that appear in movies and TV? It's got to be Ford. Ford leads the way with 30,523 appearances. Number two would be Chevy at almost 14,000. And you've got Mercedes, Toyota, Volkswagen, Lincoln, BMW, Jeep and Honda, and then everybody else just kind of falls I've started seeing more Jeeps in, in film and TV recently. The Ford F-Series trucks have appeared in 2,700 uh, of this. They see they they scanned 70,000 pieces of movies, animated features, made-for-TV series, um, documentaries. How do you, how do you gauge a, a animated <laughs> and, and put a I, brand on it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So uh, Chevy... They have uh, their most popular vehicle in uh, movies would be the Impala. Again, probably for cop cars. Toyota is the Land Cruiser. Really? The Land Cruiser is the most popular Toyota vehicle to appear on screen. That's surprising. But not as popular as a Volkswagen Golf. Volkswagen Golf has over 2,500 appearances. Okay, speaking of that, I don't know if this was the car, but the Blueberry from Psych. It it was a, uh, hang on, it was a Chevy, was it? Either a Chevy Aveo or a Chevy Sonic, I believe. Okay, for some reason I was thinking it was a Volkswagen. No, it's got to be one of those. It was a Chevy, though, I'm positive. I loved the Blueberry, man. That was a great, that was a great TV car. Ford Ecoline vans come in at number four, Chevy Impala at five. Uh, the van makes sense. Yep, yep. You see a lot of those. Camaros in at eighteen. Honda Civic at twenty-five. I was thinking that we'd see Corvettes on here. Yeah, but think? I didn't see Corvette listed. Well, that's been trivia time with Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we ready to? Uh, well, hold on. Before we bracket it out, we need to. Uh, we need to hear uh, what some other people have had to say. We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email us at feedback at bestthingspod.com. Tweet at us at bestthingspod or leave us a review. Okay, we're going to read some stuff that you have had to talk about. And uh, I will say this. We, we posted a TikTok about how you know our love for October has been obvious recently. We've been talking about it at the beginning of most episodes because the weather's so good. And last, um, I think it was the last episode, we got to talk about how October was so good for sports and that it was undeniably the best month for sports. And my goodness, TikTok both agreed and disagreed because many, many of you have had things to say about it to the tune of 50,000 views on it. Woo, thank you. Uh, And nearly uh, 150 comments uh, just littering the thing on here. I'm going to read. There's too many to kind of go through at this point, but I'm just going to read through some. First off, there was several that mentioned that that were upset that we did not mention soccer. First off, you're right. Like, I don't don't personally know that soccer is going on because I don't watch it. But I recognize it yeah. is the most popular sport worldwide. It's growing in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, I will watch the World Cup next month when it comes on. I always enjoy watching that. Um, but, yeah. 
it's it's going on. MLS, I think they said a lot of people said playoffs are going on. So. Yeah, MLS playoffs are going on. Uh, I'm going to try to find. Uh, there were some people chastising us for mentioning college basketball. I was about to say, Biggs uh, Wog Denny said college basketball starts in November. You actually replied to this one. I did. So t- uh, tell the people why. So I replied to it because here in Arkansas, we love our college basketball. And our first look at this year's basketball team with our red-white game happened yesterday. Or maybe it was Saturday. And the 29th of this month, we play the University of Texas. Horns down. In their new basketball arena in an exhibition game. So... Yes, it doesn't actually count for the season, but it's going to be a legitimate basketball game. Uh, we're looking forward to playing that. Anytime you've got a, two teams like that, it's going to be awesome. So for me, college basketball has has begun. I am in the college basketball mode. But yes, the the major kickoff to college basketball doesn't take place until we really kind of get into the first week of November. Uh, I want to mention a couple on here that, that cracked me up. Uh, Jay Grusling said disc golf tour championship and the USDGC. Dude, I love. We this. forgot that one. <laughs> it for- did slip my mind. Oh my gosh. How could that, how can we forget that? I do love me some disc golf though. Uh, built by Brett said college cricket, dude, come on. We forgot that one too. So sorry. I mean, I, I don't ever miss a college cricket game on ESPN ever. Um, then this 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 last one, I, I don't know if you're joking or not. I literally can't tell, but Drew D seven one one seven says, What is the NBA? What? <laughs> what is the NBA? Is he playing Jeopardy? <laughs> or like was he answering the question? I guess so. Or uh, I, I don't know what's going on there. Last one I want to mention, I don't know if you have any, uh, is I Love Sports 2022 said also high school football playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to mention high school football. High school football is great. Like, you want to see the truest form of football? Go watch a high school football game. They're fantastic. Kudos. Do you have any? No, no, none, uh, none this week. Okay. All right. Well, let us then bracket this bad boy out. You want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. It's time for the best thing bracket. Alrighty, it's that part of the show where we go through our list of things and we have to narrow it down to four each, going head to head to figure out which one indeed is the best thing. I can't remember. It's me. It's you, you took Chris Pratt from me last That's week. That's right. My okay. first episode. So guess what's <laughs> happening today? You already know what it is. Oh, no. Yep. Just write it down. Okay. Yep. Batmobile. Yeah. All right. Batmobile number one taken off the board. I'm, I'm going DeLorean. Whoa. Whoa. What did you think was coming? Thank you. <laughs> I bet I, I can I. Well, I'm not going to guess because if if I'm wrong, then no, no, <laughs> go, go ahead and guess. No, I don't want to guess. Just guess. No, I'm not going to guess. Just do it. No, I will tell you if I'm right or not. How okay, uh, James Bond. Oh wow! I was I would have been wrong. 
I'm going to go. I'm going the Falcon. Millennium Falcon. What's your third? Oh. I'm going with the. I, this is tough. I've got, I've, got, tough. I've got like three that I want to pick. <laughs> well, you, you've got you've got two spots left, so I know um, there's a lot of good movie vehicles out there. That's 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 one reason why this is so tough. Give me liberty, or give me death. <laughs> you've got you've got the Enterprise. See, and I'm tempted. I'm tempted to do that, and it would make a wonderful matchup. You got there. the mystery machine. That's where I'm wanting to go with it. Um, but yeah, give me the mystery machine. Okay, mystery machine. Um, which means I get to take the enterprise from you. All right, your fourth one. I want. I want Ghostbusters. Oh, I forgot about Ghostbusters. All right, and then with the final pick in the draft, I'm going to pick. This is this is tough. I'm going to give you three that I think deserve <laughs> to be up there. Okay. Okay. I think I already know where I'm going, but I'll. I'll... The 18 van. Yeah, it was close. The the dumb and dumber car. That's. And the General Lee. I think all three of those have arguments to be in the bracket. Which is surprising that you didn't mention the Jurassic Park Explorers. Those would be you consider those top ten, and they're not here. Yeah, we've got eight. <laughs> they're in the next two out. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, the uh, uh, mutts cuts. Okay, I I think that that's worthy. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah, it's a, it's a top eight for sure. Okay, so that gives us the Batmobile. <laughs> The Batmobile it, versus even, yeah. Mutz Cuts. We don't even need uh, to vote. Glad you were here, Mutz Cuts, but you're 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 moving. Uh, you're staying put. Batmobile's moving on. DeLorean versus Ecto One. This is hard for me. This is really really hard for me. It's not for me. Oh man, three. I know confidently what it is. All right, let's just say say what we think. Three, two, one. Ghostbusters. Okay, one to ten. Let's go DeLorean first. Three, two, one, Eight. nine. Ecto one. Three, two, one, nine. nine. All right. Ecto one moves on. Gosh, that's an upset. I, I feel like that's an upset. I'm, I think you would disagree, but I think that's an upset. Uh, James Bond versus the Enterprise. So I'm, guess, uh, I'm assuming you're talking the Aston Martin, but like any James Bond vehicle, I think fits in that category. Yeah, right? yeah. All right. So James Bond Enterprise three, two, one Enterprise. Bond. Wow. 
Okay, let's 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 number it out here. James Bond vehicles in three, two, one, eight. W- 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 which one? James Bond. Nine. <laughs> uh, Enterprise in three, two, one, nine. Eight. Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go to a hundred. All right, James Bond. We're on James Bond. Okay, yes, okay, thank James you. Bond. Thank you. <laughs> one to a hundred. Here we go. Three, two, one. Eighty-seven. Giving it eighty-two, eighty-seven, a hundred and seventy, a hundred and sixty-nine, sixty-nine. All right, James or Enterprise. We're on Enterprise. See, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did too. <laughs> Enterprise in three, two, one, eighty-five. That's one ninety. Enterprise. No, it's not. It's not one ninety. It's one seventy. Yes. Okay. By the hair of its chinny chin chin, one point on the hundred scale. All right. Falcon versus Mystery Machine in three, two. Hang on, hang on. Which one? The Falcon. Millennium Falcon versus okay. the Mystery Machine. Three, two, one, Falcon. Falcon. All right. So we've got Ecto-1 versus the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Here we go. Three, two, one, Falcon. Yeah. It's very rare we've got a little two-seed down there popping its way all the way to the front. Uh, Okay, Batmobile versus Enterprise. Three, two, one, Batmobile. Batmobile. And was there any doubt that it'd be Falcon versus Batmobile? Um, <laughs> no. No. All right. Here we go. This is like, if you're a dude listening to this podcast, a child of the 80s or 90s, like, you are, this is it. Like, this, is, this is just what you wanted. Uh, and there, you're probably screaming at us because your favorite just got knocked out at some point. But here we go. Millennium Falcon, Batmobile, three, two, one. Batmobile. That's right. Batmobile takes it, and uh, we we both thought, we both agreed right on the best Batmobile was the nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So congratulations there as well. All right. Now we've got to put it up against the cookies. It may be the best thing today. But is it the best thing of all time? It's time for the best thing battle. Okay, we've got the 1989 Batmobile versus chocolate chip cookie that has stuck around for two weeks now. And so we've got a decision we have to make. Chocolate chip cookie or the Batmobile. Do, do we need to set any kind of criteria? We just want to pick which one we think is the best thing. We just picked the best thing. My gut tells me we need some criteria, but I don't okay. know what that criteria is. What is would the be. criteria? I don't know. What would you set for? I don't know. That's why we can't do it. <laughs> How do you compare a cookie to the Batmobile? <laughs> you can't. But I, my, my soul is conflicted right now. This is hard Good. for that, me. It, we're supposed to be conflicted. This is People, hard. They, they have asked us have they? to take on this job. Have it has been entrusted to us. This is what we get paid to do is decide these things. Number one, I don't know that people have asked. Number two, we don't get paid. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. What are we doing then? We're, we got to figure out whether the Batmobile or chocolate chip cookie 
is the best thing. Okay? So here we go. I don't know. Three. You look conflicted. I'm very conflicted on this one. Three, two, one. Chocolate chip cookie. Okay. This isn't even, this isn't tough. Yeah, but it, no, you want a chocolate chip cookie. You don't want the Batmobile. The, Matbo, the Batmobile can go away forever. It's fictional. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It's irrelevant to anything. Well, okay. Chocolate no, chip cookies are real life, man. I wouldn't go that far, but the, the only reason that swayed me toward a cookie is because I can have a cookie. I'm never going to have the Batmobile. You're never going to have the Batmobile. You're never, never going to drive see the, it. No. You're going to sit in it. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It's, it's fictional. <sighs> Cookies are life. Cookies are life. Yes, I don't know about. I don't know about that. Uh, but well, we're close. Well, let one go. Take them all away forever, <laughs> and then you'll see. All right, you got anything else? Hmm. No. 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 Okay. That was easy. <laughs> Just remember to clean your virtual desktop today. Oh yeah. Uh, while eating spaghettios, have some pasta. All right. Well, for the best things, I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. We'll talk at you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Best Things Podcast. If you like today's episode, subscribe, comment, and review wherever you're listening now. Don't forget, connect with us on the socials at Best Things Pod, and you can hear your take on an upcoming episode.